Hey folks, welcome back to the State Tax Show. I'm Matt Hunsaker. Today we've got ourselves a quick little update on the Maryland Digital Advertising Tax. Yeah. I hope that everyone is doing okay with the winter storms that seem to be rolling across the U.S. That was some audio of me and the kids hooky bobbing, if you know what that is, behind the truck on our two inches of snow. We have about one foot of elevation change here in North Texas, so sometimes we have to make our own gravity if you want a sled. Today I am really showing my commitment to the show. It is zero degrees, and we have had no power, internet, or heat for the last 12 hours. So I am recording this with batteries and with hand warmers in my socks. I have a call later this afternoon, so my wife and I took a drive around town in the snow to charge up my dead cell phone. The real reason for the drive, though, and please don't tell her, was to show her how wise I was in spending a fair chunk of change getting four-wheel drive in my pickup, even though we live in urban Texas. Today's show is a breaking alert expected, but still a breaking alert. I've done a couple show episodes in the last year regarding the Maryland digital advertising tax. You know, that's the one that got vetoed last year. Well, I have some updates. Last Thursday and Friday, the two houses of the Maryland General Assembly, well, they voted to override the veto. So in 30 days, the digital advertising tax will be in effect. And it'll be the very first of its kind here in the U.S. The important question, though, is whether it will be the last of its kind. And a lot of that really depends on how the litigation regarding this tax turns out. If courts strike down the Maryland tax, I think other states may pause their efforts. But if they uphold it, then I expect that the states will smell blood in the water, and we'll probably see many more of these pass. I don't like to make predictions, especially about litigation, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the tax is totally incompatible with the Permanent Internet Tax Freedom Act, along with a few other constitutional defects. And I expect the courts are going to be on my side. You see, the Tax Freedom Act doesn't allow taxes that discriminate against services that are provided online compared to the same services provided offline. So in this case, the Maryland tax only applies to online digital advertising, but not to traditional forms of advertising. And that is a quintessential discriminatory tax. Maryland has tried to come up with some ways of arguing otherwise but they really 
just don't hold water in my opinion. In fact, some of them are just frankly incomprehensible. But as a sanity check, I thought I'd ask my 16-year-old daughter for her views. Hey, Abby, come here. Do you think you're smart? Yes, I do think I'm smart. Do you think you're smarter than me? Yes. Just because you got a good ACT score? Yep. And I almost flunked out of high school? Yeah, pretty much. All right, smarty pants. Um, I want you to read a couple of laws for me. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you about a new law, and I want to see what your thoughts are. Okay. Okay. So read this part right here. No state or political subdivision thereof may impose discriminatory taxes on electronic commerce. Okay. What do you think that means? That the government can't put taxes on electronic commerce. <laughs> if they are? Discriminatory. Okay. I don't know what that means, though. Ah, well, read this next one then. Okay. The term discriminatory tax means any tax imposed by a state or political subdivision thereof on electronic commerce that is not generally imposed and legally collectible by such state or such political subdivision on transactions involving similar property, goods, services, or information accomplished through other means. Okay. So does that answer your question about what a discriminatory tax is? Yes. What is it? <laughs> it's a tax that's placed on something like... Something that you use, something that you sell electronically, but it could also be sold like it, like in another way. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you about the Maryland Digital Advertising Services Tax. Okay. It is a tax that is imposed on people who provide digital advertising services, so advertising services over the internet. Mm -hmm. Maryland doesn't impose this tax on other types of of advertising, like newspapers or whatnot. Okay. Do you think that's a problem? Yes. Why? Because that's a discriminatory tax. Why is it a discriminatory tax? Because the advertising is electronic, right? Yeah. But it can also be accomplished through other means, such as the newspapers. Okay. Can I go? Okay, you're dismissed. Every time you go. Well, there you have it. Legal analysis does not get much more cutting edge than that. There are a few problems with this tax, aside from its validity. And I went over those in earlier episodes with members of our Digital Advertising Tax Task Force. If you missed that, feel free to check it out in the archives. I'll put a link in the show notes. One of the flaws of the tax is that it's really going to be borne by Maryland businesses. Well, I'm not sure that that is a structural flaw, but if as a legislature you are selling the tax as a way to get in the pockets of large out-of-state businesses, then it kind of breaks down if it just gets passed along to the in-state consumers of digital advertising services, right? Well, here's where Maryland got a little cute. To make the tax more palatable politically, the Senate and House just introduced companion bills that would exempt certain broadcast and news media entities from the tax. I won't go into what that means because there's plenty of ambiguity there. But what is really interesting is 
that they tried to essentially defy the laws of economics by prohibiting taxpayers that are subject to the digital advertising tax from passing the cost of those taxes on to customers by means of a separate fee, surcharge, or line item. So basically what they are trying to prevent is the digital advertisers from explaining to their in-state customers why their bills are going up. It's all kind of smoke and mirrors when you think about it. I mean, if it costs more to do business with Maryland customers, then the costs are going to go up. And frankly, that's what's going to happen. Even if the legislature, I don't know, gags the advertisers and prevents them from clearly showing to their customers how they are the ones that are bearing the tax. I also might add that there are plenty of cases out there that strike down these kinds of laws as violating the First Amendment free speech guarantees. Although the tax has passed, these amendments are going to be under consideration for probably the next couple weeks. So where do we go from here? Well, all signs seem to be pointing to court. And I'm going to leave it at that for now, as there are a few things I'd rather not discuss publicly. But if you want to learn more about potential options, feel free to give me a ring, and I'm more than happy to discuss offline. Well, I think that covers it as far as quick updates are concerned. And frankly, I need to go grab another coat before I go into hypothermia. I'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Until then, have yourselves a great week. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.